Number 36. Abu Ahmad As-Sohuri. The sword of religion is he who enters combat for religion's sake and whose efforts are totally for God. He discerns correct from incorrect and truth from falsehood. But first he struggles with himself and rectifies his own character traits. As the prophet said, begin with your own self. Rumi, fihi ma fihi. Sheikh Ahmad al-Sukhuri was in his time the inheritor of the knowledge of prophets, the imam of the spiritual poles and the advisor of the kingdom of guidance. He quenched his spiritual thirst by drinking from the fountain of heavenly knowledge and he reached the state of annihilation at the age of thirty. He was the summit of ascetic saints. He was addressed by the heavenly kingdom as the caliph of this kingdom on earth. In his person were combined both kinds of knowledge and he acquired and grasped all the benefits of the way and the truth. He became the center of all heavenly inspirations. He was a secret from God's secrets and a miracle from God's miracles. He was the unique banner of the knowledge of spirituality and the knowledge of the pen. He was like the pole star giving direction and illuminating the way for the people of his time. He revived dead hearts and he wore the cloak of the great saints. He did not leave an atom in this world unsupported by his spiritual power. He was born in Sukhur, a village in Dakhistan, on Wednesday the 3rd of Rajab in 1207 Hijra, 1793 current era. He sat on the throne of the spiritual poles for 40 years. His fame spread everywhere. He trained his followers and lifted them by means of his spiritual power. If anyone appeared in his presence even for one hour, he was raised to the state of hearing and the state of vision. He said, I do not depend on the effort of the disciple, but I depend on the light that God has given to me for that disciple. I raise him by means of that light, because I know that it is not possible for a person to reach the state of unveiling by his own efforts alone. That is the meaning of the supplication of the prophet, O oh God, do not leave me to my ego for the blink of an eye. From his sayings God has provided every servant with his provision. Whoever does not acquire knowledge of the daily provision that God has granted him will be considered ignorant in our way. Those who achieve the reality of this way are very few. With the power of that reality one can reach all the saints in this world and with the divine power conferred when you attain the reality of this way you can reach all angels one by one.
The spiritual light that God gives to you on your way in this order is the beacon that lights the way to His divine presence, without fear. In this way, to distinguish other than God is unbelief. The Sufi is the one who has left the world behind, the hereafter behind, the divine presence behind, and who subsists in him alone. I achieved the three levels of sainthood, annihilation, subsistence, and spiritual knowledge. I received these from the presence of the light of the Prophet Muhammad, and I received the three states of perfection and the seven realities from my teacher, Jamaluddin al-Humuki al-Husayni. Pride never entered the heart of a person, but that his mind decreased to the degree that the pride had increased in his heart. Difficulties might touch a believer, but they would not affect the one who recites dhikr. Abu Ahmed al-Sukhuri spent most of his life in seclusion. He liked seclusion. He liked to be away from people. For that reason, he was quite happy when he was put under house arrest by the Russians, which happened to him many times. One day, I was in my seclusion and the room was filled with a beautiful scent. I did not raise my eyes but kept meditating in my seclusion. Then a spiritual sword, shining with more light than that of the sun, descended towards my head. I was wondering what it was that I felt descending on me. A vision appeared to me in which the Prophet enveloped me with his spirit, and I entered in him, and I saw myself in him. One time I entered the presence of my Sheikh Jamaluddin al-Humuki al-Husayni. He said, My son, you have attained the highest state of the Mohammedan perfection. I said, Oh, my Sheikh, I would like to reach the lineage of your state. As soon as I said that, I saw him disappearing from his place and appearing in me, and I saw myself disappearing and appearing in his place and with his form. From his miraculous power He was granted miraculous powers unprecedented among the saints. Of his unveiling of the hidden in this universe and of his grant from the divine spiritual knowledge of the states of people after their death, the extent was so boundless and vast that no book can encompass its description. It is said that when he was young, he used to see the name of Allah written in light between the heaven and the earth. That generated in him great modesty and humbleness. No one was able to take a photograph of him. When anyone tried, the camera would break apart. Whenever they tried to draw his likeness on paper, the pen would not write, or the next day the picture would disappear. He said, 
I do not want to be known in this world after I die, because I do not wish for myself any form of existence. He often prayed the dawn prayer with the same ablution of the night prayer, indicating that he had not slept. One time, as he was traveling with his family, they found themselves without water in the desert on the way to Hijaz. His family was very thirsty. He told his servant, Go and get some water. He said, Oh, my sheikh, how will I find water in this desert? He asked the people in the caravan if anyone had water, but no one did, and all of their water skins were dry. The sheikh then took an empty water skin and went off into the desert for ten minutes. When he returned, the skin was full, and with it he quenched his family's thirst and that of the people of the caravan. Then he filled all the water bags of the caravan from that one bag and returned it to his family with it still full as if it had never been used. His Jihad He was the reviver of the way and the truth in his time. He attracted thousands and thousands of people to Islam and to the Naqshbandi order. In Dakhistan, he was considered both a spiritual sheikh, carrying the teachings of the Naqshbandi order, and at the same time a great warrior, like Imam Shamil, because he fought the Russians. He was the main religious authority after Sayyid Jamaluddin's departure. The Russian army took him prisoner many times. Once, they put him in a carriage to take him away. All the people of his village came to bid him farewell. They cried as if they were losing their hearts. He sat in the carriage quietly, searching the crowd for someone. The man who was driving the carriage whipped the horses to get them to move, but they would not move. Abu Ahmad al-Sukhuri said, Why are you beating the horses? He said, I am beating the horses to make them move. He said, They are not going to move until I give the order. They are under my command and I am waiting for someone. They sat like that for several hours until a man came running through the crowd. He was a Russian officer. Abu Ahmad asked him, Are you not the son of my friend Ahmad? Why are you in the Russian army? You are Dakhistani. You must not be with their army while they are killing Muslims. You have to leave them and listen to us. He said, Yes, my sheikh, I will listen to you. He said, Of course you will listen to us, because even the wild animals in the forest listen to us when we go there to recite dhikr. Even these horses listen to us, and will not move except by our order. Your father is a great sheikh, and I say that you must leave them. You are going to be a saint. O oh my son, do not leave the people of exoteric knowledge, and do not leave the people of esoteric knowledge. Look at that cemetery, and do not forget that one day you and I are going to be buried there. Immediately that young officer took off his uniform and took initiation from the sheikh. 
The soldiers took him prisoner as well. Then Abu Ahmed al-Sukhuri said, Now you have permission to move. And the horses began to move. God and the Prophet loved him for his sincerity and loyalty. His sheikh was very happy with him, and his village cherished him. Each time he was released from imprisonment, his house filled with provisions and guests. They asked him, You are not working. The Russians are against you and you are fighting. How is it that your house is always full with provision? He said, Anyone who is struggling in the way of God, God will provide for him. That is what God said in the Quran. Every time that Zechariah entered her chamber, he found her supplied with sustenance. Quran, chapter 3, verse 37. He died in Sukhur on the 17th of Rabi al-Awal in the year 1299 Hijra, 1822 current era, at the age of 92. Many years after he had passed away, his daughter saw him in a dream. He told her, O oh my daughter, the stone of my grave has fallen down and is laying on my chest, pressing on me and hurting me. The next day his daughter went to the sheikhs of the city and told them that dream. Indeed she told the dream to everyone she met. The people believed the dream and went quickly to open the grave. They found that the stone that covered his body had fallen down and the walls of the grave had tumbled in around him. They found his body clean and unchanged. His shroud was still white as if he had just been buried that same day. They removed his body, redug the grave, and replaced his body. Everyone was surprised and astonished at how he had come to her in the dream and told her about the situation in his grave. More surprising, however, was the perfect condition of his body. After seeing this, they all were initiated by his successor, Abu Muhammad al-Madani. Sheikh Abu Ahmad al-Sukhuri had two khalifs, Abu Muhammad al-Madani and Sheikh Sharafuddin al-Dakhistani. The secret of the golden chain was passed to the first and upon his death to the second.